that's very fizzy. Sparkling water. Hey doll, or hey Barbie doll, with the upcoming release of the Barbie movie, I thought no better time than now than to tell the story of the fake Barbie OnlyFans model slash killer. Today we are in South Gloucestershire and we are beginning with Abigail White. Abigail White, who would later go on to be known as Fake Barbie, had a pretty rough childhood growing up. When Abigail was only two years old, her father began to violently beat her mother. Then when Abigail was four, her parents split up, as you should if there is violence. Abigail's mother remarried, but unfortunately this was no better. And unfortunately, Abigail's stepfather physically abused her so harshly, so badly, that she was taken into foster care. And eventually, Abigail was sent to live with her grandparents. This was a better alternative, but it still is not nice for a child to go through this kind of childhood trauma. Neglect and abandonment. But yeah, so she had been physically abused. She had trauma from that. She had abandonment issues. So you know what happened when she hit her teens. Abigail began to lash out. Of course, affecting her school life, her friendships, and most importantly, her education. And Abigail didn't seem to care. She was so reckless. And it was clear to everyone around her, although it didn't seem like there was much help, that Abigail was developing some really severe mental and emotional health disorders, imbalances, problems. And we know a lot of this stems from her traumatic childhood. And what should be put in place? She should be given therapy. Do you think she was given therapy? No. What was she given? Drugs. Say it again. Drugs. And it was also around this age that Abigail set her sights on a cute football player, Bradley Lewis. Bradley was a year younger than Abigail. He was fun, sporty and very popular. And unlike Abigail, fortunately for him, Bradley was from a very stable, committed, supportive family unit. Bradley and Abigail started dating around the age of 16, like around 15, 16-ish, and they were an attractive, cutie couple. And after finishing secondary school, Bradley took on an apprenticeship as a floor layer, and for a few years, life seemed good. And these are babies raising babies. In their late teens, Abigail and Bradley had four kids. But only three of them were Bradley's. Now, I'm not 100% sure what happened here. Um, but I believe she cheated on him. Or maybe they were on a break. But as you can imagine, these are teenagers raising children. And they're still acting like teenagers. Abigail and Bradley chilled with a large circle of friends. And they were often seen out drinking and partying. And I don't know about you, but from the outside looking in, all I see is chaos. When you describe this life to me, chaos. 
And yeah, unfortunately for Abigail, her life just never seemed to stabilize, which is something, you know, she really needed. She really needed a stable, solid family home life, which she never got. And not only like was her home life unstable, she never went through ordinary like stages in her life. You know, she sort of messed up her education, her home life was a mess, her own previous family was a mess, and she never like got a job. Like she was pregnant very young, but she never, you know, like became like a waitress or, you know, working in Asda or, you know, not no normal progressions through life. Abigail's first job and first means of income and probably her own self-worth and self-identity was OnlyFans. I feel like I don't need to describe OnlyFans to you, but I will. <laughs> OnlyFans is an online social media style platform similar to Instagram, only people have to pay a monthly subscription to view your account. Most OnlyFans accounts are sexual in nature. <laughs> and some people make a lot of money on here. One of those people was Abigail White. Abigail had <laughs> okay branding. She called herself the fake Barbie, which is a bit on the nose and a bit redundant. Like Barbie is fake, or fake Barbie. Like why not like fake Barbie? Because you can see from the pictures what she's going for. So yeah, her OnlyFans was fake Barbie, but on like Twitter and uh, social media and stuff where she would engage with her fans outside or try to find more subscribers to her OnlyFans, she called herself Mitzi Lewis. And Lewis is, of course, Bradley's surname. In the first year, Abigail threw herself into the OnlyFans world, making a staggering £50,000 in her first year. Not too shabby for a fake Barbie. And when you make money like that so quickly, you should invest and buy property. But do you think fake Barbie did that? Oh, she did not buy her Malibu mansion. And what goes up must come down. By OnlyFans year two, fake Barbie was old news. She sat on the shelf, dusty. Abigail lost 75% of her audience and only made £12,000 in year two. And I'm sure that was a hard pill to swallow, going from 50k to 12. Luckily, Abigail was able to fall back on her supportive partner, Bradley. And you would think that Abigail would be like licking Bradley's toes for being so supportive. I'm assuming he's a, he's a floor layer now, but like... He can't be making that much money at like 19 years old or whatever age he is at this point. But nope, Abigail was not thankful nor grateful. She was a spoiled, entitled, chaotic mess. Abigail was loud and obnoxious and known to dabble with cocaine. Abigail was a borderline alcoholic and she was a nasty drunk too. When drunk and high, Abigail would often take things way too far. 
she would often cause arguments and physical altercations with like strangers and of course with Bradley. And of course we know that people who are closest get abused the most. Their relationship was turbulent, toxic, controlling and manipulative. They didn't have trust, like the foundation of a relationship. Abigail had cheated on Bradley multiple times with multiple different people. And Abigail claimed that he had also cheated on her multiple times, but he just wouldn't admit to it. Now, this could be true, this could be false. Not only did Abigail disrespect her partner, By cheating on him, she was in his face disrespectful to him on social media. She would taunt and tease him on TikTok. She would would emasculate him and goad him into arguments. Abigail was very active online as she was most likely trying to get more OnlyFans subscribers. Uploading, (laughs) Uploading selfies with like vain narcissistic titles and posts. You know, you know those girls like, not even just girls, you know those people fishing for compliments. Like, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. Why does nobody like me? You know they're just fishing. You know they're just attention seekers. Abigail would also do those like embarrassing cringe passive-aggressive Facebook posts, you know, when it's, like, obviously aimed at somebody and you just, like, post it on your your wall, your status. And, yeah, she, like, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Even her own friends didn't really seem to like her that much. They called her psychotic and they advised Bradley to leave her. Two things which they were spot on. They were on the money for this this advice. While Bradley's friends and family, of course, also hated her. They couldn't stand her. They couldn't stand the way she treated their Bradley. They believed, and they're right, that he was a hard-working, supportive man who deserved to be treated with respect. But no, respect never came, and neighbours would report on the pair having screaming matches fights, arguments in their house. So much so that social services was called. And it wasn't for the kids, which is normal when you hear stories like this. Like, it was for Bradley. Social services recommended that the couple, like, split up and, like, not live together. They said that Abigail needed to stay away from Bradley. So Bradley packed up his stuff and moved in with his mother. Of course, Abigail, who is chaotic and controlling, was enraged, enraged. She, Abigail, didn't know what Bradley was doing and it drove her bananas. But uh, fake Barbie was still able to manipulate him. She would guilt trip and probably tempt Bradley into coming over and sleeping with her. And I mean, like what? teenage early 20s boy is gonna turn down sexy time also she is the mother of his children like they've been together a long time like I'm sure there was still love 
there, some kind of love. Or maybe just like conditioning, maybe. So yeah, Bradley would go over and spend the night with Abigail despite social workers telling him not to. They needed to take time apart. And things didn't change when Bradley was manipulated into coming over. Abigail would continue to tease and provoke him. Like nothing changed. She didn't say, I'm so sorry, I'll change. Like, well, she probably did. She probably promised him the world. And although it is obvious to us now that this relationship is on its last legs, it's toxic and falling apart, Abigail would pretend to the world that they were the perfect couple, posting images and selfies of them like they were freaking Ken and Barbie. But behind the fake social media, it seemed like Abigail almost hated Bradley or perhaps was indifferent to him. What Abigail really loved was controlling and torturing Bradley. In early 2021, one night, Abigail sends her friend a voice note. Honestly, I have no limit when I get angry. And like, obviously he said that I need help with that because people are generally saying to me, one of you are gonna end up dead. Like, and I fully believe that I'm quite capable of killing him if he hurts me again. And, or I'm gonna end up being in prison. But I don't believe a word that comes out of that boy's mouth. I have to beat the living daylights out of him for him to tell me the truth. And he still don't tell me the truth. He only tells me the truth when he thinks I'm gonna kill him. Like when I get a knife out, like when I stab him, like, oh, I just, I just don't get this kid. How intense was that, man? Oh my God. <laughs> what a psycho. Okay, yeah, she does sound crazy as hell and I wouldn't want to be friends with her. But doesn't sound like to me the sounds of actual concern. She doesn't actually sound really frustrated, frustrated about her relationship. I feel like she's like acting, like it's a show. Like she loves the drama, like she thinks she's in like Love Island or something. And I mean, like if you listen to that voice note, her voice doesn't quiver not once. Does it ever sound like she's going to cry? Does it ever sound like, you know, she's at her wit's end? It doesn't sound like she's at her wit's end. In my opinion, she is not showing sincere concern for her relationship. So after Abigail sent this voice message, uh, as you can imagine, her friend sent it around. It went around friends and family. And, you know, shit hit the fan. Like, the relationship which is already toxic, became nuclear. Family and friends told the pair over and over, basically begging them, take time apart. I mean, like, they're not even saying break up, which is what they should do. Just anything, anything to get them just a little, just stay away from each other. Just, you know, it's getting a bit much. And not to victim blame, because you can never predict these things. Nobody thinks it happens to them. But they didn't listen. They thought they knew better. They thought they were stronger. Nope. Then on the 19th of March, after what must have been an apocalyptic argument, Abigail did 
as she always did, and she took it one step further. And she beat the shit out of Bradley. Bradley was scared shitless and hiding and was so scared that he called one of her friends, begging this girl to help him. Bradley was saying, help me, she's going to kill me. She keeps trying to stab me and she keeps beating me up. She's hurting me. Oh, it's so hot. Like, it's hard. Like, you know, men are domestically abused too. And it's hard for them to come out. And Bradley was scared of these threats and Abigail followed through. Abigail got a kitchen knife and stabbed Bradley in the arm. And it wasn't a gentle girly Barbie stab, no. Bradley actually needed to go like to the hospital and see medical advice. Like he was bleeding, like he, I'm sure he needed stitches. And the concerned doctor seeing him was like, uh, how did this happen? Bradley, as we know by now, he is in an abusive, controlling, manipulative um, relationship where he is conditioned and scared for his life and his future and his kids. I mean, like, there's just so much. There's just so, yeah. So basically, there's a lot on the line and Bradley decides to tell the doctor that it was an accident at work. Like, he could have pressed charges, but I mean, like, it could, like that may have made things worse. And of course, Bradley, he can leave, but in his head, he can't. He's conditioned. And he has children with this woman. Like, he is going to see this woman for the rest of his life. He wants to try and make it work, which is all the more reason why, even after being stabbed in the arm, Bradley went back to Abigail. After the stabbing in the arm, those close to the couple claimed that Abigail was spiraling in all aspects of her life. She was out of control. She was recklessly self-sabotaging and desperately needed professional help. And honestly, Abigail has needed professional help for most of her life. And she's never got, she was given pills and only fans. Uh. On the 25th of March, 2021, about a week after Abigail White had stabbed Bradley Lewis in the arm, Bradley finally picked up the courage to end the relationship with his domestic abuser. He met Abigail, the kids, and another family at the park that afternoon and told her, I don't want to be with you anymore, Abby. Abigail was enraged to hear this decision. How can you be surprised? How can you be enraged? You stabbed him in the arm last week. So after this break breakup type thing, it Abigail went home and drank a whole bottle of wine while getting ready for a night out. At 5pm the same day, Bradley, Abigail and their friends went to the local pub, which is like so early, 5pm. So she was drinking in the early afternoon. Probably already drunk, Abigail took a Jagerbomb and two rum and Cokes and unbeknownst to her friends also did a line of Coke. 
Abigail was obviously in a bad mood at the pub. She was high, she was drinking and she had just been dumped. Abigail was super short-tempered and was causing trouble and getting into arguments with other, like just randos at the pub. It was all just a shit show. It was a complete disaster and Bradley was found in the gents crying. His friend asked Bradley, what's going on? And Bradley opened up. He is so desperate right now. He opened up and he said he was petrified of Abigail, but couldn't actually leave her because she had threatened to take her own life. So it like seems from this statement that the breakup didn't take, like she manipulated him into staying with her. Like, that's so messed up, man. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. Don't threaten your own life to force somebody to do your will. People are the worst. This bitch fake Barbie, Abigail, the night just worsened. And Abigail got into a fight with some guy at the bar and she was being a lot and she smacked this man, this stranger, across the face. So he was like, I'll slap you back. (laughs) And he did. And she fell to the floor. Hooray. So like she fell to the floor in like this drunken mess. And I know you shouldn't hit women, blah, blah, blah. I know. But girls, you can't just walk around like provoking people and slapping them and then be like, oh, I'm a woman. You can't slap me. That's not what feminism is. (laughs) Get it together. So she's on the floor, a mess. She gets up and she is enraged. And of course, whose fault is this? Of course, it's Bradley's fault. Abigail grabs Bradley's drink out of his hand and chucks it in his face. Furious that he didn't stand up to the man who slapped her in the face. Bradley was also now angry and told her to calm down. It was getting heated, so a friend pushed Bradley and Abigail apart and Abigail announced that she wanted to go home and be alone with Bradley. This is when one of Bradley's friends said to her, how about you stop being a prick and stop bullying Bradley? The self-entitled spiralling mess of a Barbie (laughs) responded by spitting in the man's face. Classy, classy, classy bird. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and by the way, it's not even 8pm. At 10 minutes to 8pm, Bradley's friend offered to give the pair a lift home. And according to this friend, they argued, Bradley and Abigail argued, the whole way there. Once parked outside the house, Abigail stormed inside and Bradley turned to his friend and said, thanks, I'm dead when I get home. His friend had a bad feeling. He was really concerned. And, you know, sometimes you gotta listen to that niggle. You know, that Jiminy Cricket is telling you to do something. And uh, his friend said, call me if you need me to come pick you up, if you need anything. The mates said their goodbyes, unknowingly, for the very last time. Only 20 minutes later, emergency services would be called. 
It is unclear what happened in the home 100%, but it is easy and probably safe to assume what happened based on what had just happened in the pub, as well as Bradley and Abigail's previous argument escalations and previous violence. But on March 25th, 2021, at 10 past 8 in the evening, Abigail and Bradley's neighbour, Mrs Cundy, heard a hauntingly shrill shriek. Abigail screamed at the top of her lungs, help, I can't get through, can somebody call emergency services? He's not breathing. Hearing this, Mrs Cundy rushed into the house where she saw Bradley Lewis on the kitchen floor, laying on his back, his blood covering the hallway and living room. A six inch long bloody knife lay on the hallway radiator. Mrs. Cundy dialed 999 immediately. Paramedics arrived and they commenced medical treatment on Bradley immediately. He was actually still alive. When police got there, bloodstains were found throughout the ground floor, as well as a t-shirt, a mop, and several other items of clothing covered in blood and in the washing machine. I, I don't need to pretend we don't know. We know what happened. Abigail was acting in total terror, claiming that Bradley had stabbed himself in protest after this heated argument they had after the pub. Obviously, officers doubted this ridiculous story, but they allowed her to travel with him to the ER. I mean, like, there are doctors and paramedics there, but... And tragically, although being rushed straight into surgery, Bradley didn't make it. He lost too much blood. And at 1.30am, the young, hard-working father of four, 22-year-old Bradley Lewis, was pronounced dead. so young like so young Bradley had been killed by a single stab wound to the chest the knife had went in sideways between the ribs and pierced his heart yeah it's just such like a tragic and like semi Is it poetic? It's not whatever dark, poetic, like morbid, because that was his partner. Like, you know, you stabbed me in the heart, like literally stabbed him in the heart, broke his heart, took his life to the extreme. Needless to say, the Lewis family and children were beyond devastated that their young son and father was taken from them oh i can just feel my stomach drop for his parents obviously for police abigail was the main suspect she is the uh the spouse or partner and they had had run-ins with social services it wasn't hard to find the culprit and thankfully some of 
The friends and associates, they came forward to help the police. They told police that allegedly, shortly before his death, Bradley had apparently admitted to Abigail of having an affair. And apparently they had never seen Abigail so angry in all her life. But note, this might be true, but note it is Abigail telling them that Bradley told her. This is not straight from the horse's mouth. We don't know. We cannot sully his name in death. But with this kind of like evidence and testimony from the friends, this was all the police needed to arrest Abigail under suspicion of murder. During her interrogation, Abigail decided not to answer any questions. She said, I did not stab Bradley and instead handed officers a formal statement made by her and her solicitor. It read that Bradley was about to harm himself. So in response, Abigail grabbed the knife off Bradley and ran down the hallway with it planning on chucking the knife out the front door. But Bradley was able to catch up with her. He then apparently grabbed the knife, twisted her wrist and plunged the knife into his chest. Yeah, sure, that's what happened. Because you can always get people to do things with when you hold their wrist. It's not like they can force against or it's like an unnatural angle. I can't believe the lawyer agreed to this. He didn't care, did he? Obviously, nobody believed this bullshit story. And so this became obvious to Abigail too. So several weeks later, Abigail changed her story and she pleads guilty to manslaughter by reason of diminished responsibility. They always try to get away with it based on manslaughter. They always, they always try it. Maybe is that <laughs> lawyer 101? You may as well try. Throughout the trial, Abigail refused to take full accountability and refused to plead guilty to murder because it is most obviously murder here. There was definitely no accident and investigators had actually dug deeper into the case. They found a mountain of evidence against Abigail on Bradley's phone. On Bradley's phone was hundreds of threatening messages sent from Abigail. Like this woman's a psycho. A month before his death, Abigail sent Bradley a message saying, I swear to God, I will kill you. Another read, I'm going to stab you in the fucking neck. In some text messages, she even threatened to stab to kill Bradley's mother. And just six days before Bradley's murder, Abigail made several Google searches relating to stabbing. Oh, what is that word? Oh yeah, premeditation. As is routine before a murder trial, Abigail White was psychologically investigated. Oh yeah, evaluated. A clinical psychologist concluded that Abigail was quite uniquely bad at handling her anger, that apparently 99% of the population can handle their anger better than she can. 
And apparently Abigail had a condition that meant when vexed, the irrational thinking part of her brain shut down. And although she wasn't clinically diagnosed, it was assumed in court that she had borderline personality disorder. Like, it seemed pretty obvious. Like, they probably didn't need to to diagnose her. And borderline personality disorder is a mood disorder causing rapid and extreme mood swings. Sometimes based on small or even like non-existent things, triggers. And everybody in court agreed that based on her behaviour, her past behaviour and March 25th, she was consistent with having borderline personality disorder. And outside of mental health Abigail had been experiencing a lot of external stress. She had recently had an abortion around the same time that Bradley had apparently cheated on her and then dumped her. Although, I don't know, it seems a bit like she's deflecting that maybe she cheated on him. There was stress from conceiving the child with somebody else again. I don't know. I'm hypothesizing. But in all, uh, psychologically, she did not display, you know, hallucinations or delusions. So she knew right from wrong and was not clinically psychotic. And so can stand trial. At trial in Bristol Crown Court, Abigail did acknowledge that she had an abusive and controlling relationship with Bradley, but she claimed that he was the manipulative one, controlling the money that she was making off of OnlyFans. And Abigail said that Bradley was frequently sleeping with other women behind her back, denying it and gaslighting her. And now, yes, we don't know if this is true or not. This is all hearsay from the person who murdered him and also like even if true if true what you're allowed to murder somebody because they cheat on you that's not how it works you can't take a life because he slept with somebody in trial unsurprisingly shock horror abigail claimed that she was the battered spouse however of course there was no tangible physical evidence to support this, just her words. No hospital witnesses, no witness testimony. And she had no witness testimony from her friends. On the other hand, there was ample evidence that Bradley was the one being abused. There was the written and verbal threats, like on messages and voice messages, witness testimonies from friends and family, interventions by social services, And he had just been stabbed a week prior to his death. And let's face it, the doctor knew it was domestic. At trial, the pub fiasco was brought up. And Abigail relayed in court that when they got home, they arrived because she was angry that Bradley didn't stick up for her uh, when the man slapped her to the floor. And Bradley said to her, you are overreacting. And to this, Abigail admitted that... uh, it made her more angry. She said that Bradley was pushing her and they were in the hallway. So she went to the kitchen, picked up a knife and walked back towards Bradley. Abigail said she wanted to shock him. She wanted to scare him. But before she knew it, 
she had stabbed him. Abigail said she didn't even realise what she had done until she seen the look in his face. He looked shocked. He fell to the floor and said, Abigail. Oh, I hope that wasn't his last words. I hope her name wasn't. Uh, how tragic. Abigail said she didn't mean to kill him and she pulled the knife out and there was blood everywhere. And it gets a bit weird from here. Abigail then took Bradley's clothes off and helped him move into the kitchen. Like, why would you... You stabbed him in the heart. Why are you taking his shirt off? <sighs> this was when she screamed and she called for the neighbour. And from this point on, Abigail told everybody that Bradley had killed himself. When asked why she lied, Abigail replied that she was scared. She said she was worried about what was going to happen to her, her family and Bradley. It was also made clear to the jury in the trial that Abigail had tried to like, a, like a, a, an attempt to cover up the murder. The mop had been used to mop up some of the blood. There was bloodstained clothes in the washing machine. Like, it's... Uh, uh, she was never going to get away. Like, why try... Like, did she think he was going to live? There was definitely um, some kind of rational thinking going on. Like, trying to plan. After 12 hours of deliberation, Abigail was unlikable and her defence was weak. So the jury came back with a unanimous guilty. Abigail was found guilty of the murder of her partner Bradley Lewis and was sentenced to life in prison. She must serve a minimum of 18 years before she is eligible for parole. This means at the very earliest she could be free in 2039. However, uh, it's very unlikely she's going to get out in 18 years as she has already been in the news, already making headlines. It's only been like a, like a year. Apparently, the fake Barbie has a new toy boy of her own. She's at it again. And Barbie's feeling frisky. Abigail is calling for the UK to allow conjugal visits. And I must admit, I didn't know that the UK doesn't allow conjugal visits. This is news to me. And I don't care. <laughs> Abigail said, they should take into account and consideration our needs. Great grammar. Uh, and allow men and women to have overnight stays together. Abigail goes on to say to the paper... I would like to know what other prisoners think about this, as quite a few girls here agree. I mean, no one cares if you're hard up, if you... And I don't think sex is a basic human right or need. It's not on Maslow's hierarchy of need. It is definitely not in the Constitution or any Human Rights Act the right to sex. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe she will get to be boned in prison. That's as far as I've got uh, a time of recording this. That she wants it. But 
I would like to end on Bradley Lewis. On Friday, the 20th of March, 2021, Bradley Lewis was cremated at Westerly Crematorium. Bradley's father shared with everyone that losing him was the hardest experience of his entire life. Similarly, Bradley's mum said a part of her world had ended when police told her that her son Bradley was dead and that loss will be with her for the rest of her life. Bradley was a well-liked and popular young father. Hundreds of people attended his funeral, including those from the Bristol Rovers Supporters Football Club. And they, it's cute, they played a friendly match to help raise money for Bradley's funeral. £7,000 was raised and the remaining money was donated to Mind, a men's mental health charity. Bradley's death brought so much pain and loss to his friends, family and his own children who have lost so much. A devoted father to a murderous mother. Thank you to my Patreons. Domestic abuse is not just a a woman's issue with women's issues. You know, there's a lot of men out there who are scared to speak up because it is like not cool. It is not masculine. But, you know, you just got to speak up and then that gives other people courage to speak up. And you're not less of a man for doing it. Enjoy the real Barbie. Slan.